Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Cards Wallop. I am Gemma. I am James. I said hello rather weirdly there, but never mind. <laughs> it's all good. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> and is it just the two of us today, James? It's not. It's not. I'm looking at every man's fantasy right now. Or nightmare. Depends how you look at it, really. But we have a very special guest. The very special guest I have is, in fact, and it's going to hurt you, Gemma. But it's the woman yep. I cheat on you with. It was my mistress. It's my oh mistress. Oh my God, James, yeah. how dare you? It's awful, isn't it? You know, I have a Codswallop podcast wife, but I also have a podcast mistress. I have to admit to these things now. So without further to do, I'll introduce the one that, well, actually, I'll let her introduce herself. So I'll hand you over. Hi, James. Hi, Gemma. Sorry, Hi, it's no. me. I am that woman. <laughs> I yeah. am that woman. I am your average cosplaying non binary Satanist. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds perfect for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, folks. Thanks for letting me on. That's it's, all right. Yeah, we have the one and only, the wonderful Joanne. And if, what do I mean, if you were a listener to Talking Codswold, uh, you were a salty tadpole. Uh, I did a wonderful run of reviews of the uh, Star Trek TV series Picard with Joanne. Yes, we sure did. We talked smut and other things for almost 10 weeks. Yeah, we discussed earlier, all weirdly ties into the COVID stuff. Because just as it we does. finished up, COVID happened. Yeah, we are. We are. We have all gone boldly where we haven't gone before, which is about three feet in front of our house. <laughs> <laughs> continuously. I don't think we've ever gone just as far as that continuously before. It's been unfucking believable. Really has, hasn't it? I mean, <laughs> I, I actually am sorry that I binged Star Trek when I did, which was last year and the year before. Because I have been working from home and I could have binged series after series after series, <laughs> you know, during this time. Instead of sniffing glue. <laughs> I love that there's no context to that reference at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joanne, what have you been up to today <laughs> to, uh, well, other than sniffing glue? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> today's not been just as exciting. Um, I was working from home today. But I also managed to sneak out to buy a Johnny Lawrence Cobra Kai pop and then sniff some glue when I came home. I was gluing bits uh, off uh, Callisto. I'm a cosplayer, as I said, um, and I'm making Callisto from Xena, Xena Warrior Princess, the series oh, yeah. at the moment. But but yeah, I just need to glue wee bits. Uh, it, there's not an awful lot to the costume. It was actually quite hard to make. But at the same time, physically, there's not an awful lot to the costume. Slightly 
Worrying legs. I've never shown yeah. my legs so much in a costume before. The bops are all right. Stomach's a bit worrying, though, I have to say. Getting that out too is a bit, is a bit brave. Well, I think it's all brave, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I can wander around in a cat suit for hours and end and don't think anything of it. But this one, just for some reason, to make me go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to give a bit of historical perspective for the, uh, the Salty Tadpoles, for those who don't know, I actually met Joanne. It'd be... To, to just explain how we met, it'd be what, about two years ago, I think? Oh, no, last year, 2019. Just seems like years for you, James. <laughs> so when uh, I went to Liverpool Comic Con uh, and I was covering it for us, you know, the throwing codswallop, uh, yep. I met various various different costume people. Uh, and I can still remember how, how I first saw you, Joanne, because I was interviewing this guy uh, who I think was dressed up as a character called Alucard from uh, the Helsing uh, anime series. I looked over his shoulder. I thought, holy crap, there's somebody dressed up as Batwoman. It's really good costume. And Aww. that's how I got to got, got, got speaking to you and interviewed you. I know. It was because I remember you coming over to me and saying, can I interview you? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yes, please. That would be absolutely brilliant. I think I joked on the interview that uh, you were just you'd just been admiring my batarangs and that's why you wanted to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was, think- was a good weekend. I was going to say, I vaguely remember it as well, because I was sort of listening to it as I was putting it into the episodes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was very comical anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was actually a guest at, at the Colonel Cosplay guest that weekend at Liverpool. And when I was being interviewed, I name dropped just on the stage. I, I, I did. I mentioned that. talking Coswell. Yeah. And pointed to James. There wasn't very many people in the audience, admittedly. I was just glad James was there. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so yeah. it was friendship at first sight then. Yes, and yeah. it was. <laughs> I, I took photographs of you, James. I remember taking photographs of you and our mate Gabrielle. Yes, and I think yeah. probably other for you as well. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was all good. And I had the uh, the T-shirt on. That's how uh, people recognise me, the Talking Codswallop T-shirt, which, just want to play out before Gemma kills me, I do still have. Okay, well, that's good. Because, <laughs> yes, I, I did ask James off, you know, like, uh, well, you know, we have off uh, microphone conversations, of course, because we're friends as well as podcasters. <laughs> yeah. uh, I asked him, have you still got your Talking Codswallop t-shirt? And he went, um, I think so. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> to, which, to which I responded with, you better had, because that's your uniform. I messaged yeah. Andy, same question. And Andy went, yeah, I've definitely got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, do you know, it is, it is good to have because... I would never. I'm I'm terrible with names, so I was able yeah. to look down from the stage and go, "What's his t-shirt say?" Oh yes, talking codswallop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> talking about talking codswallop, actually, I'm going to inter- uh, interrupt the interview for a second and uh, take a moment to congratulate us, James. Oh, um, because as many of the salty tadpoles or tadpoles as you prefer to be called, whatever. You know, just take one of the words out. If you want to be called salty, <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs> but um, basically, as you all know, because I've been sort of promoting it quite hard, that we were recently in a poll up against a few other podcasts that were on the No Phony Podcast Network, which is something that we're part of. I am such a proud podcaster and podcast mummy at the moment because Talking Godswallop was voted as the favourite podcast on No Phony Podcast Network. And I'm 
over the moon with it and I uh, just wanted to take an opportunity to say thank you ever so much for the uh, tadpoles for their help and uh, getting us to number one number one Yo. <laughs> well done folks golf yeah. clap yeah. Yeah. that's brilliant it shows they have very good taste exactly thank you guys and gals I think something like 188 people voted on this poll. And there was another podcast as well. So obviously some of that was theirs as well. But yeah, we had, I think it was something like 59% of the vote. Whereas they had, uh, what's the equivalent? Is it 39? Uh, I think you'll find that number is fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> no, they're good, they're good friends of mine behind the scenes as well. But I don't know, they had 39% of the vote and we had uh, 51. I think that adds up correctly. But if it doesn't add up, just everybody else do the math for me because I'm not very good at math. <laughs> there is no mercy in this dojo. No. It's it's 41%. Don't worry. It's 41. Thank you. (laughs) But regardless, we still won. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You. As we say here. (laughs) You. (laughs) So I've asked the uh, network boss man. (laughs) Uh, His name is Jay. And I've said to him, so when are we getting an award then? (laughs) <laughs> I uh-huh. like shiny things. <laughs> so I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but, you know, regardless, yeah, I'm very proud. I'm very proud of the fact that we did it. So, um, yes. Excellent. And yeah. if you like shiny things, you'll send you some milk bottle tops. Oh, maybe I can make that into a uh, little <laughs> award myself. And do you know what? Heck, I might even buy one. Might even buy myself a little award. <laughs> we go like, me and James, you can, like, pass it back and forth if you like. Yeah, it's true. So, like one True, week yeah. you have it, then the next week I have it, and you know. And then, then, then I lose it somewhere in the house, and you know. Yeah. Then it I goes horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think Gemma, you keep the award and and send James a photograph of it. Correct. And then he that can makes look a lot more photograph sense. every so often. Yeah. That's <laughs> safe. That's safe. I like that option. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that then. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, okay, so how's everybody's week's been? Obviously, Joanne, how has your, your life been? Because I've, I've never really spoken to you before, so not verbally anyway. So did you want to go first? You know, like how you're coping with COVID, how you're just in life in general. Yeah, I, I can't say that I spent a lot of the weekend as a vampire, which was quite good. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do a character from what we do in the shadows called Nadja. And okay. one of the local camera clubs who have absolutely fantastic photographers called Catchlight Studios had invited some of us down to do, socially distanced, of course, to do some photographs for a competition that they're entering in, uh, for Halloween. And so I was going to do Nadja for it. But one of the, the makeup artists, Julia, uh, she contacted me and says, do you have a cat suit? <laughs> do I have a cat suit? <laughs> yes, I have several cat suits. Um, and I said, yes. And I came up with an idea of a sort of an underworld style character. So skin tight cat suit, sleeveless, basque, lace up boots, two guns and a big sword across my back. And vampire fangs, which are held in with polygrip, by the way. My mum gave me it. <laughs> it's such a <laughs> and it's off. There's a wee tip. If anybody wants to wear vampire fangs, because mine were got really cheap off eBay, but they look fantastic. Polygrip or Dentifix, whatever it is that elderly relatives are using at the moment, use it and it's brilliant. And I had an absolute blast on Sunday. I could pretend to be a vampire. And in my head, 
killing bad vampires and whatever else I decided that I was going to kill at that time. So life was good. And then yesterday I went and touched some helmets in my friend's prop shop place and uh, I painted those. And then I stuck my fist in a bucket of stuff to try and get a life cast off it. It didn't work, unfortunately. We, we took it out too soon. So in a weird nutshell, that's my life. <laughs> these are the sorts of things I do quite regularly <laughs> <laughs> it does sound really fun though to be fair <laughs> it, it is it's good fun I, I'm just not a normal person um, you, but you can probably tell that by my Facebook pages, pages my own personal one and Hedge Scout which is because my page I don't really see I'm not normal put it that way so yeah my how my life is weird There, that's uh, really what I'm trying to get around to say it's yeah. been weird best people are weird though that's what I stand yeah. by because I'm also weird. So, <laughs> thank goodness for that. Yeah. I am in good company. I think that's why I'm you fit perfectly on here. Well, yeah. I, I think this is this is a great threesome. Um, I had mentioned yeah. to James that I reckoned that this is like a threesome. This is one of these eighty sitcoms, eighty sitcoms. You know, there's the husband, the wife, and the bit on the side. Yeah. And uh, James is going to have some like comedy skits. I'm going to hide in a wardrobe every so often. Um, some of the really old actors from back then, whose names suddenly just escaped me. Who did I mention to you, James? What did you call uh, from me? That's a, that's a, oh, God, it's, a, it's you know, the worst <laughs> from this place. It escapes me. When, yes, and uh, Felicity <laughs> Kendall. I'm just thinking we'll have to have Felicity Kendall in there. So it's kind of like the good life, only with sex. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the sex and, uh, life. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and uh, I, I do demand at least, you know, one episode uh, having... Me chasing one of you or both of you around the kitchen with the Ben Hill theme playing in the background. <laughs> you can't run, James. Your ankles are fucked. What are you talking about? That's true. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> well, can't we chase you, though, James? Uh, actually, yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, you two. You, 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 well, yeah, but it's not really much for a run, is it? I've got knackered ankles. <laughs> <laughs> It'll not take long. <laughs> yeah. I'll be feather duster. I oh, know. I reckon they'll make, they'll not even get one note out of the theme tune before we got to do I was actually about to do, um, I was going to do a different tune then, so I completely pulls that up, but yeah, we got the idea. <laughs> I thought for a moment you were going to break into what, a circus type theme tune there, it sounded like. Did, 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 did. <laughs> yeah. That would be more appropriate, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would actually, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and that, 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 I almost thought it was going to be the Imperial March for a moment. <laughs> there. Yeah. Well, I always get those two mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> that would give me an excuse to wear, you know, to dress all in black. Well, certainly black leather anyway. So, yeah, I could run with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and wore a big helmet. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, who's your daddy? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Right, let's get this podcast on track. <laughs> James, how's your week been? <laughs> Pretty damn good so far. Uh, if if it continues in this vein, it's going to be a good one. Uh, if the podcast continues in this vein, it's going to be a brilliant podcast. So all good. Giant perv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, in general, James, <laughs> you're like, what, you know general, what we normally do. Perv, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because Joanne's here doesn't mean we don't do the normal show. <laughs> Stop showing off, James. Self. <laughs> yeah no uh yeah yeah okay uh yes mistress no uh basically yeah it's no it's doing all right this week uh things are going okay no uh so far no one's pissed me off when i'm driving to work so it's That's all good, good. 
Does that mean you haven't got any cods wallet, though? I haven't. I'm sorry. And, uh, but the big question is, Gemma, have you got any cods wallop? I haven't. <laughs> oh right, we're, we're all we're all un- unnervingly happy then. Ooh. Damn it! How dare we? <laughs> yeah. This does not make for a good podcast. <laughs> I have a slightly sore ankle. Does that count? That'll yes. do. Yep. Yes, that yep. was good enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. There we go. That's that's come from. I think I was boxing the door frame, and uh, I think I overstretched the tendon in my foot there a few weeks ago. So it's playing up every so often, and I couldn't use it properly in circuits the other day. Yes, I boxed the door frame to keep fit. Well, that's one way of doing it, though, isn't it? Because it's like you know everybody was thinking up ways of keeping fit. You know, like getting bored water bottles and you know using them as weights with filled with water and stuff like that so you know for people who couldn't go to the gym i mean mm-hmm. so yeah there's all different ways that you can so i think people have um learned to be a little bit more event um eventful not eventful <laughs> um, Imaginative. Yeah, thank you. Adventurous? I think it was adventurous. Yeah, I think adventurous, but imaginative was also the word, so it came came out as eventful. Um, But yeah, that's just my brain. It's quite hot in here today again, so I've shut all the windows this time, so I might be a little bit of a fuddled brain again today. (laughs) Are you still suffering from the heat wave over there? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not as warm today, but because I've shut all the doors and stuff, this this flat just takes up all the heat because it's first floor. Yes, I am rather hot again, but... You are moist. Yeah, 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 I, moist. I, yeah I, was, I was waiting for yep. someone to say moist. <laughs> <laughs> moist. It's been, it's been very moist here in Northern Ireland, but it's because it keeps pissing down with rain. <laughs> Do you know what? I celebrated. Like today, it started raining. I nearly ran outside and just like ran around in the rain for a few minutes. It was quite funny actually. The other day, I was walking through town and, uh, and then it started raining, and I'd never seen a crowd of people look so happy to see the rain in my life. <laughs> you know how normally like British people are like, oh for God's sake, not again. But this time it was just like everyone was like, oh thank God for that. <laughs> Yeah, you've yeah. been having silly temperatures. We, I mean, ours has been. I think the hottest we had was about twenty-three, and that mm. might have been last week sometime. So we haven't had the real heat. We've. I, I think you are kind of a barrier for Northern Ireland. England oh, you're welcome. A barrier. Yeah, <laughs> you're that's welcome. great. You get all the shit weather, and I'm yep. kind of on the on on the east coast. So anybody in the west would, in Ireland particularly, would get it all coming in from the Atlantic. But we have you and the Isle of Man to thank for our sort of moderate temperate climate. It's great. Yeah, we're, do, we're doing our best. You know, we're taking all the, the incredible highs and incredible lows on the weather. I know. Uh, you can just the, see it. Like at times you go, holy shit, look at the temperature there. <laughs> and then you get this. I mean, your snow is even worse than ours. Is and it? You, oh, oh, yeah. You seem to get it whenever you get snow over. Now, we had really bad snow about 10 years ago because I got I got snowed in so many times because I live in the arsehole of nowhere. And, uh, but <laughs> noticing that snow where you guys are, whenever you get snow, like it's really bad it's more northern england than mm. uh southern i'd say oh, yeah because yeah. where i am now in paul it yeah we do get snow a little bit more but when my original home is weymouth which is right down at the bottom of the map basically we're actually sort of protected because we're down in a dip i'm totally talking about my hands as well so i hope you appreciate that <laughs> Uh, we're down in a dip so it's like the the town's opposite could have horrendous snow and we just have like a couple of flakes oh, it's ridiculous it. it's also that quite good weird. as well because i still can't get to work because i'm snowed in because i can't get 
through the next yeah. round. So yeah. you win-win. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, although I'm working from home now, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, <laughs> I know that that has literally been the only option upside of this of the virus is work being able to work from home. Suddenly, so many industries and um, offices have said, no, take your work home. Here's the IT. You're now enabled. Can you do it from home? Yes. Just stay there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The only thing, it makes you wonder what the future plan is going to be for a lot of businesses, because the businesses that have, say, large offices, they're not going to need them that much. You know, it's, it's no. you're going to have swathes of buildings that are empty. It's going to be an interesting, um, interesting impact it has. Yeah, because we were talking about that. Um, me and my colleagues at work, um, you know, like we still chat through like WhatsApp and things like that. Well, I was going to say recently, but in the last, let's say, three years, we've taken on a new building, which is where my office was. And there's only probably about five people in there now. You know, sometimes it alternates. So sometimes the directors are in, sometimes they're not. So it, it's a maximum of 10 people at the very most. Yeah, so it's kind of like we're thinking, wondering, sorry, if they're going to be selling that building yeah. and then moving everyone back into the original building again because there's like plenty of space upstairs. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not bothered. As long as I get my paycheck, to be honest, I, I yeah. don't really care. Um, I, I would prefer not to go back into the office because I've, you know, sort of sort of openly said it, but it's nice to be able to just get on with my own work. Obviously, reach out to people if, if they need a hand. I help them, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like it is quite nice that I haven't got the negative office environment anymore because there's yeah. quite a few people that were like quite down in the dumps negative mm-hmm. and I'm sensitive so I pick up their negativity if that makes sense so yeah it's really nice to kind of just if I'm sat here and I'm feeling negative it's because I'm feeling negative rather than it's somebody else's feeling negative so yeah it's nice <laughs> well, it's nice but it's not nice when I'm feeling negative but <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know I, it's it's <clears throat> It is weird at the moment right now. If you could get up some days and think, oh, I feel great. And then yeah. I don't know what it's like, a lack of social contact at times. Because I'm happy to spend long periods of time on my own too. But I have to admit now, going out and doing things the last couple of days showed me that because it, it's weird. I'm very social, but I'm also yeah. one of those people who doesn't mind being on their own either. Mm-hmm. And so it was quite nice to have a couple of days round people but for a while there it was getting to the stage where I was around people all the time I think I was starting to crack a wee bit because I just wasn't getting any me time wasn't getting any yeah, yeah I get oh, that I just yeah yeah people are great but sometimes you just need to be and that's not it some people like need to be surrounded by folks 24 7 but yeah, I've never been one yeah. of those yeah you, you, we've all met them and you think oh my goodness there's so much hard work go away leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely one of those people I'm a, I'm an introvert type person that I'd rather spend time. I like spending time on my own, shall I say, not rather. Mm. But I do like spending time with people as well. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of, I think even the biggest of introverts kind of feel like they still want to go out and see people, you know. Mm. <laughs> but it's just not as compelling to yeah. that want isn't as compelling to kind of need to go out and stuff like that it's like oh uh, nah, actually i'm gonna sit here and watch telly for a bit you know or pick up a sewing machine you mm. know maybe maybe do something with a sewing machine rather than just pick it oh, up cool. <laughs> pick it up set it down the other side of the room i think i'll maybe do that again tomorrow 
<laughs> exactly. Tomorrow it always comes, just whether you do it. <laughs> yeah. Whether you pick it up and put it to the other corner or not, it's completely different. No, I mean, for me, I could spend, if I'm making something, unless it's down at Steve's prop shop with Fred or with my best buddy, Kate, who I call Maison Ducato, uh, and you know, unless I'm working with people on something, I I prefer to sort of be on my own making things. So because you're not distracted the same, and it might be that introvert, but as well, you don't want to have to have a conversation, but get distracted from what you're doing. And so, so sewing would be something right enough. Well, I can't really sew very well, but I would imagine I would prefer to do on my own rather than sitting doing it with a pile of people around me talking away distracting me and then i'll forget what i'm doing yeah yeah it is tricky so james do you find it tricky being in like because obviously you've got you've gone from sort of not having a job to now having a job are you are you able to sort of find it easy concentrating with people around you or not really it's not to be fair it's not a a major problem for me i I, but i recognize what you mean about the ability, you know, what you both are about spending some time on your own. I'm, I'm fine with my own company. I can handle that. But I do recognize the element that actually being around people is beneficial. Uh, and I know people who have consistently worked alone and it's really not done them any good. So I think we, we do need some level of social, social interaction. It's going to be interesting when we come out of all this, whenever that will be and whatever manner that will be, the impact actually has on certain people. Uh, whether we can see great swathes of people where it really has negatively affected them. Um, because one thing I have found when it comes to going out and being around people is that I'm less tolerant of being around large numbers of people than I used to be. Hmm. That's quite an interesting yeah. thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, I find, uh, it's just a, it's a big change I've noticed to myself. In the past, I used to have no major issues being around large groups of people and I was out and about, but now I do find it slightly annoying. <laughs> compared to how I used to just sort of like get on with it and not be a problem but we shall see um yeah I, I was with a large group of people not last weekend the weekend before but they were shooting at me and that was more painful than anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> a shot in the face at one point this is our softing by the way people I know I have a Northern Ireland accent but I wasn't out running the streets of Belfast <laughs> shooting at the police no um but yeah I did our softing the other week and uh I did it with the Banshees, the Banshee Babes. Uh, they are a part of a, an Irish trek group called USS Cacol. Yo, I actually said it right for a change. And uh, <laughs> they, they'd come up to a place in Belfast called Friendly Fire. And we fought against, <laughs> this is the name of the other team for the day, the Bowl Bags. So oh, we, brilliant. We fought, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we, we fought the Bowl Bags in, this, in Friendly Fire Airsoft. And I'd never done Airsoft before. And it was fucking mental. And the whole idea seemed to be just get killed and get those little BB rounds fired at you so that you could have as many bruises as possible. And one guy <laughs> stood up in the middle of a protect. I think he did. I'm still not sure because it all happened so quick. He seemed to have stood up in the middle of this tank and shot me in the face. And that was the last game of the day. Oh. And I had to come off the range and take my mask off. I had a mask on and I still have a mark on my face at the moment, which worried me slightly because I had to go into a photo shoot at the weekend, but lucky enough they were able to cover it up. But yeah, airsoft. Yeah. Groups of people, James, when they're shooting at you are much worse. Yeah. That's my experience. Yeah, I mean I've 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 done the paintballing and it, yeah. it's it's painful i got shot in the back of the head by somebody oh. at rather close range uh that was yeah i remember that it almost like knocks your teeth out basically when it, it hits oh, you it was uh that was quite painful i have one on my yeah. thigh it's still there it's a big red mark and and a huge bruise and then i have a nasty one at the side of my knee where my uh where my teammate shot me in the kneecap <laughs> 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 I, <laughs> I thought 
not allowed to play appropriate for Belfast. <laughs> I got, I got kneecap. Uh, I was just say, I'm glad you I mean, said that, not me. I know. The other team were lovely. They were, they were just so quick and so fast. And uh, but yeah, you just kept dying and then going back to an area where you hit the wall and you respawned and came back out to get fucking shot again. And I'm a quite a competitive person. So initially they said to me after the first game, well, well, what do you think? Did you enjoy it? And I was like, um, no, because <laughs> we're getting slaughtered out there. What is the point of this? Oh, no, that that's OK. It's good fun. <laughs> what the fuck? It's not good fun. Dying is not good fun in my books. <laughs> I've done paintball as well. And um going back to james with your story of uh somebody <laughs> shooting you in the back of the head well um <laughs> my my paintball experience was when i was working at a hotel so it's like one of my first big jobs that i ever worked in and um yeah we were it was loads of people from all different departments so obviously the hotel was still running so people were still working um but i had the chefs on my team which is amazing because you got that aggro of chefs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one waiter guy. Uh, he was like the head waiter, and everyone called him Hair Flick because he had a fringe across his eye, and he'd always flick his hair, flick his head, so the, the hair would move. So we called him <laughs> Hair Flick, and um, not many people liked him. So on reflection, this is quite mean, but I didn't, I didn't actually do it myself, but I just, I did roll with laughter at the time, but. One of the chefs actually went up to him fairly close and shot him in the bum <laughs> with a end with a paintball. <laughs> yeah. It was like such the funniest thing in the world. But at the same time, it was also pretty mean to do, you know. <laughs> As I'm now an adult, I think that it is it is a bit mean. But yeah, it was really bloody funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got shot in the ass. I got shot in the ass too. And we bruised yeah. my bum. Yeah. I, I put it up for the grass at the time. Showing my face, you know, the, the, the cut that I had on my face, but oh, I didn't yeah. put any photographs up of my bum. Yeah, or my legs, funny enough. Or, well, still on my arms, too. You think, because one of the girls took off her jacket and I thought, my goodness, Sharon's been bitten rightly by something. And I thought, oh, shit, no. That's the freaking BB rounds. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Then I went uh, to get changed and I looked at my leg and thought, that's a freaking massive bruise. That's going to be there for for weeks you only have to touch me briefly like and i bruise i'm one of these type of people oh yeah i'm pretty much like that as well so <laughs> i know that feeling. absolutely hateful <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to ask you a question joanne because one of the big things we wanted to discuss with you uh, on this episode was you're into cosplay it's, it's it's how it's what it's how i got got to know you i became friends with you so how did you get into all that what was the history behind that how did it you know how has it become your your big passion that you're, you're involved with and the, the one that takes all my money and <laughs> takes up so much room in, in my house yeah it, uh, it all started i know oh, it's ridiculous it all started about seven years ago i have my, my brother uh, has a friend called jonathan fisher hello johnny johnny is a, an incredible person had gone through the wars with a thing called addison's disease and he's in a wheelchair but he loves to cosplay as well. He loves to dress up. Uh, in fact, there's photographs. You'll you'll see that there's a guy in a wheelchair that I did trek photographs with recently. So that that's Johnny. And Captain Kirk. Johnny and yes, that's him. Yes, yeah, big trekkie yeah. fan. He does the the judge stuff. He does Judge Dread as well. So he and my brother said, "Why don't you come down? There's this group that that do these costumes and they have a wee event. It's like a wee mini convention down in Belfast and W5." And I thought, "Yeah, sure, why not?" They had gone the year before and really enjoyed it. And that there's some some people from film and TV there. Right, OK. So we went down and I thought, this is great. And uh, W5 in Belfast is a place where it's like a sort of like a wee science park. 
It's okay. not outside. It's all indoors. Yeah. So kids can go and, and, you know, they can see science experiments and play and, and you know, and, and do different bits and pieces. But at the same time, this wee mini convention was running in, in the premises. So we, we initially went into the sciencey bit and I thought, oh, this is great fun. I was on swings and everything. I was having a great time. And I said, the bit that we're going to is up the stairs. So we went up the stairs and I got out of the lift and there was Batman. <laughs> Michael Keaton's Batman. And I thought, holy shit, there was Bane, there was Harley, there was Star Wars, there was reenactment people, there was Doctor Who. And I thought, this is blowing my mind because the, the, the quality of the of the outfits was just amazing. It was like literally that the stepped out of whatever it was that you could imagine. There was an, even an alien there. And one of the guys that was running the Doctor Who TARDIS, I got talking to him and I went, oh, this is great. Oh, you should think about joining. I said, well, I have a martial law costume. I haven't even heard of the word cosplay for this, te- this stage. When I did it years ago, it was called fancy dress. None of this fancy cosplay business. It was just fancy dress. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that was Peter Sutton, my mate. And he says, yeah, you should join. I, I love martial law. He's one of the few people actually who knew more who martial law was as well. And it kind of just took off from there. Over the months, I joined it, made friends. I wasn't a big Star Wars fan at that point. But they were predominant. They were mostly a Star Wars club. I I hadn't realised at that point they did a certain amount what they call Heroes and Legends, which are the anything else plus Star Wars. So I ended up getting more Star Wars characters, and I ended up getting putting together more costumes. I joined the Five O First as well, which is a worldwide Star Wars club, and uh, I joined the the Ireland Garrison, and ended up doing. They had we had a, a sort of a, another Heroesy side to it as well, and joined different clubs. The costumes just kept getting better and better at, at this, like years, a couple of years after I'd started the costume and my best friend, Kate, I persuaded her to start making things with me. And Kate is phenomenally talented. The costumes that you see me in, 99% of them Kate has been involved in. And as I always say about Kate, without me as under Kate, oh, I would just be a series of wigs, props and shoes because she is the brains really in the outfit. She really is. She is so, so damn ta- talented. And yeah, so it's just become all consuming. Dear lover, it's consumed a lot of her life as well. And she has a couple of costumes now too. In fact, we're working on a, a steampunk judge for her at the moment. It's kind of regal Victorian style. And okay. um, yeah, and we were really looking forward to taking it to finishing it and taking it to a convention in Bristol in May called Lawless, which we've got, I've gone to the last few years. But unfortunately, as with everything else, it was cancelled. Yeah, that's so we'll a problem, Yeah, it was a real pity. But yes, I really basically eat, breathe and sleep costumes. And I have so many extra bits as well, because you do. This is the only problem. I, I should also add as well, is it's not just the fact that when you costume, you, you gather costumes. There's also the fact that whenever you do a particular character, then you go out looking for toys off it. Models of it, books of it, whatever yeah. site there is out there. <laughs> it comes, it's a very long answer there, but yes, yes, there you go. There's the answer. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> I was going to say, before you were introduced to it, then were you interested in sort of making stuff prior to that, or was it just a new, a completely wide open new thing that you were getting into, sort of thing? Well, I've always been a nerd. Ever since I was a kid, Graham, my brother, and I, and our, our wee brothers, not so much. He enjoys some of it, but he wouldn't be as into it as we were. And so as kids, there's only five years of a difference between Graham and I. So we were sort of, we grew up more together. The wee brothers, 12 years between he and I. He was a wee bit of a shock to the family at that point. You know what I was like? Shit, you're pregnant? What do you mean? You're having sex? You're my parents. You can't be. So, you know, we, we, we'd always been growing up, reading Judge Dredd and, and then 
Batman. I found some Batman books in the library and we got into it. So I've always been a nerd, but the only the first time I properly costumed was because I, I would always enjoyed Halloween was um, this is going to sound a bit weird, but we were in the Vampire Society over here and okay. I was the area rep for Northern Ireland and Ireland. And I, I sourced this a murder mystery weekend. And Graham that explains a lot. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. So Graham says, to, I, Graham says, I wish I could go. He was going to France to study. I wish I could go. But if I was going, I'd go as martial law. And I thought, well, that is a tremendous idea. I'm going to do martial law. Now, people need to go and look up to see who martial law is. I think martial I might law, have to as well. <laughs> yes. How about we look to see who M-A-S-H-A-L-L-A-W. Not the, not the one from Tekken, because I, I am not an Asian, very fit karate expert. <laughs> I'm only a white belt of karate for start. But uh, so it's a, that's a completely different martial law. But martial law at that time was a futuristic lawman. I have since discovered that actually it was set in 2020. So it's quite ironic. And he wears a gimp mask, <laughs> blocky boots, barbed wire down his arm. I think you found him. And, um, yeah. and, I know yeah. who this character is. So yeah. just... It's kind of BDSM. <laughs> Only it didn't seem that way to me because it's quite, it's Pat Mills and Kevin O'Neill, who I absolutely adore. Pat is the writer and, and Kevin is the artist. And Kevin's artwork is just incredible. But Pat is very political. So I seen it as quite a, it was um, a discussion really on society and our putting people on pedestals and not thinking for ourselves. And also the the effect of war on people whenever they come back again, the PTSD that they suffer. I could go into all the storylines, but it would take me a wee while. So I, I made this costume. Uh, it was a wee bit of a shock walking into a bar restaurant that the murder mystery weekend was set in this hotel in Westport, County Mayo dressed in a gimp mask and a police hat and a big black coat on. The, uh, that was a wee bit of a shock to the residents at that time. I but, can imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The funny, the funny thing was about the gimp mask that I was wearing is I couldn't actually find one. There was an awful lot of sex shops in Belfast at that time. So I went to the sex shops and said, I need a gimp mask. Right, we'll order you one in. And I went down two weeks later, took my friend down, said, right, Kathy, come on, we're going down. I'll see if my gimp mask is in. And uh, they handed me a ball gag and I was raging. I says, that's not a gimp mask, that's a ball gag. So I had to make my own. And now you want to look at it, it was really rudimentary, but yeah, that was my first time costume. Oh. Ian, it's a really strange, very long answer. Do you know what? Very educational, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, don't worry about it being uh, long answers, because that's, you know, that's the reason why you ask questions. Basically, if you can do all the talking, James is um, happy to sit there and listen, and I'll just go, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, can, I can't now say, well, that, that eBay is brilliant. If you need anything yes. kinkster-related, eBay is your place. My, gimp, my new gimp mask, whenever I joined the Emerald Garrison, which is the club that I first joined, yeah. uh, they would never actually clear martial law because it wasn't really suitable for family-style events. Uh, well, they didn't see it that way. I didn't think there was any problem with it, but I'm kind of very broad in my my viewpoints. But uh, yeah, I bought a I bought a gimp mask to modify from eBay that was particularly for people who were claustrophobic. Oh. So yeah, it just because you're a kinkster or just because rather I should say you're claustrophobic doesn't mean you can't be kinky. <laughs> there's yeah. a market there. Everybody's cared for. There's no kink shame in here, and there's obviously no problem with getting something to to yeah suit your needs. I have to ask, how is it suitable for um, somebody's claustrophobic then? Does it not zip up or something? Or? Uh, well, it zips up at the back. I think the material's more breathable. I think that was the uh, okay. Uh, 
because some of them are, are more leather based. Uh, yeah. I had to do a bit of research into all this to get get a decent one. But yeah, all my cat suits are from eBay. There's some, I mean, I look at some really strange things. Uh, my partner, he was on a shift. He works up at the airport. We used the same eBay account. And I had been looking at a lot of really strange things for one of my costumes. But he left his <laughs> eBay account on the screen. <laughs> one of the guys that he was working with had seen oh, it. Dear God. <laughs> and I did not believe this was it's for Joanne. Yeah, uh-huh. Because this is in the earlier stages when I was cosplaying and people didn't really know the same. <laughs> so, so they added an awful lot of really kinky things into his eBay account without him realizing. And he was getting watch notices coming up saying, this is this item you're watching. It's <laughs> the auction is ending. And he's gone, were you looking at that? No, I wasn't looking at that. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, must make amazing. Facebook and things interesting for you because whenever you buy things on like Amazon, you, I'm sure you don't know, but I kind of pop up on Facebook saying you've been looking at the following things. So, yeah, I can only imagine it must create a, a plethora of interesting things for you to look at. <laughs> Wish things, yeah. Wish is always yeah. telling me, you're, you know, you can buy this. And I'm thinking, mm, I don't really have a penis and I don't need any sounding rods. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just going to say about Wish. <laughs> Because there seems to be anything that you've Googled, say if you Google Harry Potter, you know, something Harry Potter related will come up, but it will be like a dildo or something like that. It's like <laughs> the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> or, this Harry is what, dildo. <laughs> yeah. Or, what can you do with this wand? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's magical. There's a meaning to the question, how did he get that scar? <laughs> I can teach you how to do scars. If you ever want to do scars, by the way, I can teach you how to do scars. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I was going to ask John, what is out of all the co- all the costumes you you have done, all the cosplay you've done, what's the most difficult and the, the easiest, and what's your favourite? Hmm, the most difficult. Batwoman is actually quite difficult to mm-hmm. wear, and it's not the suit and the cape and and the boots and the gauntlets or anything like that. It's that fucking mask. I'm sorry, but that's every time I go to put that on, that's all I ever hear. All anybody can hear me shout. <laughs> I have to attach it underneath the wig, and it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. And woe betide anybody who's near me at the time, because they just hear me cursing continuously until I get it sorted. And you can see nothing because she's got white eyes, so you're practically blinded trying to put a mask and wig on <laughs> you can sort of see out and it's just it looks fantastic but it's the most difficult costume and i usually end up with marks on my face for some reason it always i'll have to sand the inside of it it's hard rubber but uh yeah i usually end up with marks the easiest one it might be the biker scout actually because it's great for dancing in. i have a bit of a reputation for dancing in costume and um the biker scout yeah i would say it would be the easiest i i'm doing a thing at the moment uh 25 press-ups a day for 25 days. So I think day 25, I'll do it my biker scout just to show how easy it is to move in them. Mm-hmm. And my favourite costume, back to martial law again. I just mm-hmm. love it. It is it is really, yeah. I think it's because it's one of my absolute favourite characters and it means a lot to me. I get great reaction from people who know the character and I get a great reaction from people who don't like the know the character, but they tell me they like what they see. Mm-hmm. Winking a nod there. Yeah, I just- <laughs> <laughs> people with a penchant for certain things so i'm sure yes um, i always wondered about uh, and i don't know if i've ever asked you, in the, asked you this in the past but how on earth do you handle the heat element because you're wearing costumes that must be absolutely well i've seen the costumes you wear so i know that you know they're all you know the main things like leather and rubber and stuff and they're, they're very much form <laughs> fitting oh i'm being honest 
I'm, 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 I'm like a pervert, but I remember. <laughs> you know, when I met you at a convention, you're in a room with thousands of people. So it's warm as it is. You know, you're warm anyway. I was wearing a t shirt and just jeans, so I was getting, you know, overly, feeling overly warm. So how the hell do you, do you, do you survive in a costume? You know, because to me, I'd be just like a pool of sweat lying on the floor. Yeah, the changing rooms after people take their costumes off are not generally a nice environment. We have what we call shower in a can, which is deodorant. <laughs> so, <laughs> as soon as the costumes come off, shower in a can comes out. Somebody go, who has shower in a can? I have. Yep, I have too. <laughs> and people cover themselves in deodorant. You know, yes, I sweat, but I don't really notice it. And I, I don't really do myself many favours in terms of sitting down a lot. I, I run around all over the place continuously like a maniac. And I don't really, once it's on and I'm running around, I think I don't really, I notice it a bit, but not too bad. Sometimes when I'm dancing in the biker scout, I thought I'm going to collapse here if he'd exhaustion because I can't breathe. Just, I'm just used to it. I mean, the judges are quite warm to wear. I've, I've worn it in May in England and that's quite warm. Uh, that's from the 2012 ones. Yeah. Cause it's all armor and my biker gear and the boots and it's very warm to wear. But there, 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 there seems to be a wee bit where you sort of just feel, I'm really, really warm. I know I'm sweating. And then your mind moves it off to somewhere else. Mm, yeah. I don't know. It yeah. always amazes yeah. me at Comic-Cons that they don't put more like aircon and stuff like that on. Yeah, it's true. Because the amount of people that are there, like, you know, when we, me and you, James, we went to London one time and oh, it was like the hottest weekend ever. I think it was like, yeah this week just gotten 33 degrees sort of thing <laughs> yeah and we were in uh you know like in the big uh comic-con and whatnot so you know it was amazing but at the same time it was uh you know it was so hot it was unbelievable that was the one i was thinking of and the problem we had at the london one is that we were at believe it or not Gemma, we were actually quite lucky because if we'd gone on the friday yeah that was i think at that point the hottest day of the year because remember time to uh, one of the staff who I've met subsequently and stuff I was talking to was saying, how bad was it yesterday? And she went, it was like, it was unbelievable. The problem you had in that building is it was an old Victorian building, I think, wasn't it? And the, so they couldn't yeah. air conditioning in. There was a lot of glass. And uh, I remember when we checked in, I was dying in the first five minutes. <laughs> I, don't yeah. how, I don't know how. There's a guy dressed up as Iron Man. And I just remember saying to him, how bad is it? He went, Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. My, my Queen Hippolyta's cover, it's 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 a foam, it's foam armor. And um that was made by Evil Chim FX, and that's Queen Hippolyta from Wonder Woman. And it's very warm. And you think with the thighs out and the arms out it wouldn't be too bad, but the foam generates an awful lot of heat as well. And then when you take it off, you just see all these rivulets running down and go, ooh. <laughs> I was I was walking around in a skirt and a t shirt and I was roasting, so yeah. <laughs> you know. But it was so hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not good. Oh, was that London film on Comic Con? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that building. I was actually supposed to be there last month and once again cancelled it. That yeah. was worthwhile spending three hours on the phone with EasyJet waiting to get a refund on my flight. Did you get the refund though? I did, yes. I was very lucky. What happens is we tip for everybody. If EasyJet moves your flight by more than five hours, they consider a serious reschedule, something like that. I can't actually remember the words now. And because it was, they'd moved my flight from half four that afternoon to half six in the morning, I was actually able to get my money back again. So I was very lucky. Uh, flights that I had for May as well, they weren't flying then. 
So I got my money back after about six weeks. But yeah. I feel really sorry for anybody who's stuck at the moment. They've made plans yeah. and they can't get yeah. their money back. Yeah, it That's, is tricky, isn't it? It is so right. tricky. But then it's also like touch upon the people who um, went across to like France and things. That, uh, they were like hurrying last week. They were hurrying to try and get back. Or was it this week? I can't remember. All time just is blended into one now. Yeah, they were trying to get in before the the deadline, weren't they? For because um, otherwise we're going to quarantine, which I think you mm-hmm. should anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just to me, it was quite funny because I know that's a bit insensitive, but well, I think at the moment maybe you know like trips across you know to the UK or whatever it might be different, but you know it's kind of like in my head, I think to myself, well. We don't know what's going on at the moment, so maybe we best not book stuff. But that's yeah. not my opinion on it. So, you know, I don't want any anyone to take offence by that or whatever. But, you know, like stupid people who book flights that might not be able to get a refund. <laughs> Joanne. Yeah, I know. Ages ago, I thought, great. I'm going and doing all these things this year, and then somebody at a bat. <laughs> yeah. End of plans. Actually, I was supposed yeah. to be going away. I'm a biker, and I was supposed to be going away to northern Spain next month. Okay. But we made the yeah. Um, we we are half of our what you do with it. It's Brittany ferries, and it goes from Rosslare, and we had paid for half of our sailing and made the decision about four months ago. I think it's a really bad idea to be going anywhere near Spain right now. Let's <laughs> let's just. Let's get a voucher while we can. And we yeah. did. And we're hoping to maybe go September next year. We thought we'll go April. But the problem is you don't know when a vaccine's going to be developed. And yeah. even if we had a vaccine here in the UK, what happens if Spain doesn't have a vaccine by that time? And then there's local yeah. lockdowns. Because we we would ride all the way across the top of northern Spain and down into it a wee bit more and mm. then back across again, then up. I'm sorry, I'm doing I'm doing what you were saying earlier, Gemma. I'm doing the emergency exits are here, here, and here hand movements at the moment. And uh, so we thought, yeah, it's not worth it. But any bikers listening, I can highly recommend, in usual circumstances, the north of Spain. Best biking roads I've ever done. Absolutely fantastic. Do it all. It's just a, an amazing, amazing country for because north of Spain is quite quiet, the roads, and you can go heron along them. And they're just really nice surfaces and amazing. Stay off the motorways because they're boring. Yeah. Go on to the national roads and no is tolls it quite, either. Is it quite nice yeah. scenery as well? Yes, it's lovely. Even came across. We, we were riding down this really, really straight road at one point, and I and I we have intercoms on our bikes, and I messaged Simon said, "This feels like a Roman road because you could sort of, do you know where they've rebuilt where they've built where Roman roads are? They're extremely straight, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just yeah. run down the sides of them. And the way the trees were, and I thought." Oh, this really reminds me, and I said to him, this really reminds me of a Roman road. And about five minutes later, we came across a sign advertising a, a Roman villa, a historical site. Ah. Thought, wow, it, it, it really is like you see it on TV, big straight road. Uh, and we actually, we rode on past it. We didn't have time to go and find it. And when we came back the next day, we, we actually rode near where it was. And we thought, right, we'll do a detour and go and see it. And it was just, it was the ruins of a Roman villa that had been buried under some farm for hundreds of years. And okay, there wasn't any structure, but it was the mosaics and you could see you could see sort of you know the foundations of the walls and where they went for a pee. You know, all the holes in the ground, you know, where they, they were to share the sponge and everything <laughs> and sat mm-hmm. looked at each other when they're going to the toilet. And the bathrooms and it was fascinating to see. But to think that you were standing something that was I, I think it was an 
Christian times. You know, it wasn't, I, don't know, I can't remember, how, a couple of thousand years ago anyway, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was amazing to see. Uh, so, yeah, I can highly recommend Northern Spain. Same for cars. Go see it. You just have to. The, the views are fantastic. Look at the, try the Peacock Mountains. And um, I sound like, like a travel agent. But anyway, we're yes. not going next month. So. Yeah, just gonna store these memories in my head and just cry whenever September when I'm supposed to be riding down to find it riding down to La Rosslare. At least you got those memories though, because otherwise, yeah. Yeah. you know, if it was your first trip and you didn't have those memories, then uh, it would probably be sadder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, but I do, you know, because I've I've done Spain on the bike and or sorry, France on the bike, and it's much busier and it doesn't have mm. the charm that North Spain has. Yeah, but. Uh, Follow me for more travel tips. <laughs> yes. Well, and stay away from don't bats. Don't fucking go anywhere. Yeah. Here's a travel tip. Don't fucking go anywhere at the moment. The one question I'd like to ask is, well, it's a bit of a two-parter. So what advice would you give to anybody who wants to get into doing cosplay? And obviously going to conventions, things like that. Who's the best celebrity you've met? Hmm. Good one. Uh, I would suggest anybody who wants to get into cosplay, do it very cheap to start off with. Don't take on something that's a wee bit. Don't look at a, a stormtrooper and think, oh, wow, I really want to do that. Because chances are you'd, you'll not know how much work goes in behind making a stormtrooper and all the strapping that goes on underneath and the bits that will fall off as you walk along. You don't do it properly. So do it cheap. Do it cheap and do it fun. And make sure it's somebody that that's a character that you love. Don't do it because you think, oh, I think I'd really look good at that. Go and do something that's that gives you enjoyment, uh, that for me, it was martial law was my first one because I love the character so much. And it'll come across more in what you're wearing. If you're enthusiastic and you have knowledge of the character, people will probably relate to you more than, oh, I'm walking around. I have no idea who I am, but I think I look good or I think I look sexy or whatever it is. But you're not connecting with the fans the same. It's nice to connect yeah. with, with people who love the character. If somebody comes up to you and wants to talk to you about the character, I always think it seems a wee bit strange. The person goes, well, I don't know. I've, I, I I only did it because I thought I liked the look of it, but I don't know anything about it. So, yes, getting back to that again, make it somebody that you love and make it cheap. And maybe say about joining a costume club as well, because you'll get so much help in there. You can develop and, and make it even better. You start off with something simple and, and just, you know, make it your own. How would you it's always a- hard to know, actually. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know what to say to somebody, actually, to be honest, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost a question that I, that I slightly dread because everybody comes into it in a different way. But, but yeah, it's, it's a hard one. Yeah, you gave quite a good tip there of um, joining up uh, with a, a group. But do you know mm-hmm. how anybody would manage to sort of join a group? that kind of thing or what? you know i mean if you don't know that don't worry but no no not sorry i mean there's there's different groups for different things the 501st is a worldwide star wars group and the rebel legion would be their equivalent uh the 501st are where the bad go bad guys doing good because we do it for charity an awful lot of the groups do it for charity yeah. as well which is yeah. which is fantastic because personally I'm, I'm not in it for money whenever i do it i do it for charities or or i'm doing it for myself because this is something that I really want to do. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with making it as a living, but it's just that's just not that's just not me. Probably because I'm not very good with people and small children. <laughs> so it's probably I'm not really a good on idea that for me one. To be... <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be great at birthday parties and things. See anybody? I mean, I have friends who do that, and I, I, oh my gosh, I don't know how they do it. They're, they're so good. They really are. They're, they're real stars. But it's it's not for me anyway. But there are different costuming clubs throughout the UK. I know some of them. If anybody's stuck and actually wants to know a costuming club in their area, 
Message me through my Facebook page or my Instagram page. I'm known as Hedge Scout, H-E-D-G-E-S-C-O-U-T. And I'll try and find out for you who's in your local area because of contacts throughout the UK. Uh, I know a lot of people through doing conventions and through through different bits and pieces. Uh, and, and I know some of the groups online as well that if you decided you didn't want to maybe join a club, because there's not a club as such for the Dread cosplayers, but there are a couple of really good support groups on Facebook that will help you with supplies. So, yeah, give me a shout and I'll see what I can do for you. Yeah, perfect. Excellent. Excellent. And I'll, I'll put your um, details in the the description bio as well so that people can yeah. find you if they want to do that. So Oh, that would be great. And even if anybody is looking for supplies and things like that, if I can help you, I will. Give me a shout. I mean, yeah. I, I might come back and say, well, I'm not really sure. Um, but I know people who know people who know some people. So sometimes it helps. Yeah. It's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> Very true. What was your other question? I can't remember. <laughs> Basically, with regard to all the sort of conventions, things you've been attended of that nature, who is the, the best, well, best man up the right word, but who has been your favourite celebrity to meet? Do you know, it's funny. I don't really go to the conventions to meet celebrities. So I don't, I have more an affinity for the artists and the writers of comic books than I have for anybody in TV. I met Carl Urban there. Um, I was working at a convention in December. It was for the love of sci-fi and it was a slight disappointment. I have to honestly say he was somewhat grumpy that weekend. Put it this way, when I watch him on TV now, I usually shout wanker. He wasn't ignorant, but he wasn't just that friendly. Uh, Very disappointing for me, and I haven't quite forgiven him for it yet. Um, (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, but I've I've been very lucky, actually, that I've got to meet people like uh, those of you who are into your comics, Simon Bisley. I know Simon well. Sometimes we send each other abusive messages and WhatsApp. (laughs) John Wagner, the creator of... Judge Dredd, and I'd met Carlos Square as well. Unfortunately, he died a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, he, he was tremendous. That was a wee bit of a shock to everyone. So it's it's more it's more meeting writers and artists, the creative people. When I go to conventions, it's not usually to see somebody famous. It's to see my friends and to see any creative people that are there. That for me, what scene is about. If I'm going to meet some famous person, then I might as well not be in a costume. I'm not a big name dropper because I haven't really met too many people. I met Manu Bennett a couple of years ago dressed as Black Canary. Uh, I was standing in the wow. queue with my friend. Yeah, he he wanted he he was there as uh, Captain Cold, and we got to the front of the queue, and Manu shook shook Jason's hand, and then he shook my hand for a very long time. I think he liked my Black Canary costume. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was quite funny. I can give you a funny story actually. Back last December when I was working for the Love of Sci-Fi. Gabrielle, who is my friend, uh, James's friend, and she worked for Monopoly Events, who run the convention. Okay. And Gabrielle, oh, she works her, she works her nuts off for them. She really does. But we were staying in the hotel with some of the guests, and I was sit, sitting downstairs in most of my uh, Marshall Lawson costume, which is surprisingly enough another cat suit, but I had a big coat on, and had these <laughs> big over the knee boots. And Gabrielle was trying to get all the all the guests sorted out. The lift doors open, this elderly black man sort of shuffles, walks across cross past me and I thought I wonder who that is and I thought oh shit that's Danny Glover I forgot sure he's at the convention this weekend oh my goodness it's Danny Glover and he walked past and then he just sort of did his wee walk shuffle across a wee bit like and I hate to say is where say who he was but he was the one that was done Cosby show you know the way he used to do that sort of like oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we can't really mention him anymore well he did it well that's Danny Danny's in his early 70s but he comes across and Gabrielle stood up 
to shake his hand went hello Danny yes your car will be here shortly you know doing all the wee bits and pieces to make sure the man was, was sorted he was alright and he shook everybody else's hand and we were all sitting in round poofy thing and he came over to me and I stood up and I shook his hand and he leaned in and I thought well this is very French he must be a kiss kiss person on the cheek and I went to kiss Danny Glover in the cheek when he whispers into my ear what's your name and I thought oh shit I've just nearly kissed Danny Glover <laughs> and that's not extended, but he couldn't see that because he was uh, I was down the, the the left side of his face and he was down the right side of my face and I went oh it's Joanne nice to meet you nice to meet you too Dan I was all chuffed and uh, he sort of got up and he had his wee shuffle over to his seat and I looked <laughs> around at Gabrielle and she said to me <laughs> when he got, once he got out of your shop she says you were about to kiss Danny Glover there weren't you and I went <laughs> yes yes I was Uh <laughs> I didn't realise that actually he was leaning in because he was hard of hearing and not because he wanted a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> He's maybe one of the nicest people I've met. <laughs> I don't know how I would have felt if I had a kiss him right now. I'm not sure he'd be very happy. He'd like, I'm sure he'd <laughs> that could have been another happy. Hollywood scandal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure he would have been pleased. Yeah. <laughs> My claim to fame is I almost kissed Danny Glover. That's like on the front of the Hollywood Reporter style magazines that would be in uh, American Malls. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. You sell your story for one pound in the pound paper. <laughs> <laughs> I almost night with Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I feel as though that's an amazing way to end the episode. James, are you in agreement? I completely agree. I think that's a wonderful, heartwarming story to finish on. Yeah, definitely. In that case, then, I think we've been talking enough Codswallop this week. I have been Gemma. I have had the greatest threesome I've had for a long time. I am James. <laughs> I've been insane. I'm Joanne. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And as always, we've been talking Codswallop. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye. For information purposes, please note that this call has been recorded for training and whatever purposes. Monitoring purposes. Monitoring purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, other recording devices have let us down. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we, we've been fair by other recording devices, so if, if Skype would like to sponsor us, we will happily take sponsorship yeah. for a wonderful product. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> So, in that case, then, I better introduce us, because <laughs> <laughs> I might keep that rambling, just because it will make no sense to anybody.